Being Selectively Generous with Jared Easley. You're listening to Stand Out, Get Noticed, the podcast that helps you communicate with confidence and clarity so you can stand out from the crowd and get noticed by the people who matter to you. If you want to make awesome connections, build strong relationships and get what you want in business and in life, this podcast is for you. To subscribe to the show and download the back catalogue, go to thecmethod.com slash podcast. Hi there, what's up? Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Christina Cantors, and I thank you very much for taking some time out of your day to spend with me. I'm very excited about this episode. I am talking to the one and only Jared Easley, a good friend of mine and host of the Star of the Doubts podcast and one of the founders of the Podcast Movement Conference, which I was fortunate enough to attend and speak at last year. In my opinion, Jared is the king of relationship building and creating awesome connections. And today we're talking a bit about that and also why you should be selective in the way that you make these connections. Because as you're about to find out, being generous does not necessarily generate business. You can find the show notes for this episode at thecmethod.com slash Jared. That's J-A-R-E-D. Let's get straight into the interview. Enjoy. Oh, Mr. Easley. Oh, Christina. Your song made my day. (laughs) Like, I'm never going to forget it. That was one of the coolest things ever. So, bless your heart. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Don't tell me that. I know exactly what that means. Um, (laughs) Well, no, that's the positive. There's multiple meanings to that, depending on, you know. Okay. That's a genuine, that's a genuine genuine bless my heart. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm letting you know that, and you get this better than anybody, this type of lifestyle, this type of entrepreneurship, this type of work is cool and the opportunities are really exciting, but man, there are challenging weeks and seasons that come with this and I'm in, I'm navigating one right now. And, and so you sending that like totally made my day and it was exactly what I needed when I was kind of having a, having a moment. (laughs) So I appreciate I appreciate that way more than you realize. So I want you to know that from from Jared to Christina. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. You obviously got a lot of stuff going on at the moment. Oh well, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to uh, pretend I'm someone I'm not. So you know, I think it's normal for people to struggle and people that go through different challenges. And um, you know, some people will pretend everything's perfect all the time. But you and I are real people. And I think that's one of the people, one of the reasons people are drawn to you, Christina, is they, they know you're sincere. They know you're genuine. They know you're not full of, you know what, <laughs> you're, you're there to help. You're there to provide value. You're there to do business. Uh, but you're not perfect either. Absolutely. And for me, that's refreshing to work and deal with people like that. So I don't like to broadcast, Hey, you know, I had a challenging day, uh, cause I'm not trying to send out those types of vibes, but I'm not hiding it either, you know? I think that's so important. I've seen so many speakers where they, you know, the speakers that I connect with the most are the ones that share their struggles and their vulnerabilities. Cause otherwise you just go, yeah, but you achieved that because you're just amazing and you're just really, really good and <laughs> that, you know, and I could never be like that. But then the people who go, no, I really struggled for a while and this is how I push through. You go, wow. Okay. Maybe I can, you know, get to that level. So. Well, I think you just said something that's interesting. 
You said, you know, people were going through something and then they pushed through it. It's like when you're in the middle of something that's difficult, a lot of people don't want to listen to that. But they do love it when you overcome it and they hear the story of how you overcome it. If you're if you haven't overcome it yet, it almost for some it can come across as, oh, this person's negative or whiny (laughs) or or I don't want to hear that. They love the success stories. I think it would be difficult for you, though, Jared, to come across as being negative and whiny because you are so unbelievably helpful and nice and grateful with everything that you do. And that's just, that's the image that you've built up of yourself. And, you know, and I know that that's the genuine you because, I mean, like you were saying before, you know, we like being, you know, we're just human and we're just being our own selves. That was something I wanted to ask you, actually, because everyone says that. You know, everyone you meet when you when you mention Jared Easley, they always go, "Oh, he's just the nicest, most helpful guy ever." And I must say, I have to agree because I remember the first time we met online. Actually, I was doing Cliff Ravenscraft's podcasting A to Z course, and you actually commented on my ideas for the podcast, going, "Christina, I think you're awesome." And I was like, "I don't even know this person. Who is this person? Why are they being so nice to me?" Because you were being way more encouraging than a lot of people that <laughs> I knew, you know, who who already knew me, sort of, you know, my existing friends and stuff. And ever since then, you've just been so supportive of me, and I can't thank you enough for that. But have you have you always been this helpful? I try to be helpful for people that I see potential in, people that get it. And I'd love to pretend that all my, all of the people in my network fit that description. That's unfortunate, but it's not true. And so when I do see somebody who thinks a little bit differently, who is creative, who likes to have fun, who is generous, um, who is working hard and being diligent, I really try to, to help that person in, in whatever way I can within reason because I'm, I'm not – you know, I don't have endless resources. I can't just do whatever. But if I can share somebody's podcast episode, or if I can uh, tell a friend about what someone else is doing, or or just say a word of encouragement, saying, "Hey, I, I love you know the way that you asked for a podcast interview with Pat Flynn. I thought that was genius." You know, little things like that. It, for me, not to do that would just that would not be normal for me. Like that that is a part of my DNA, and so so it it's a nice. <laughs> Uh, compliment to this type of work, you know, that we're in with, with online business, but, and podcasting, so on and so forth. But, uh, you know, the, the nice stuff, while it's great to be nice, nice doesn't necessarily generate no. business. <laughs> and I'm learning this right now, Christina. So this is, this is interesting. You know, people who are listening, um, it's good to treat people with respect and you should do that. And you should treat people the way that they want to be treated. There are seasons and times when um, you have to be a little bit prudent with that because I've, I'm finding right now that, that I'm giving, 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 which I believe in doing, but I'm, I'm starting to get empty, meaning I'm giving so much that uh, it's not that people are, are not reciprocating because, I mean, we clearly, clearly they are. I mean, you, you just made this amazing video for me, and then that was something I shared out to my network, and I, I just got a good laugh, and it made my day. So there are situations where reciprocity kicks in, and that really helps. I've written about that in the book that I put out this last year about the rapport and reciprocity and stuff and growing your network. But um, what's happening to me is I'm tending (laughs) – I am attracting the – what I call 
the people who kick the tires. Does that? I don't know if that term makes sense in Australia, but it's it's the people who aren't ever going to buy a product, aren't ever going to support you in a financial sense, but they'll take everything that you have to give them. The Does leeches. that make sense? Well, that's, I didn't want to quite <laughs> say that word, but yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think all of them intend to be leeches because there's some really nice leeches, if you will. Uh, but I, you know, and that that's a problem. So that's that's now a season where I'm having to um, go back to the drawing board. I'm having to read good books. I'm having to get advice and learn. Okay, what's how did certain people who are now beyond that? How did they overcome that? Because I'm sure they went through that as well. You know, and and I'm learning to do that. So you know, this this year has been amazing in terms of building a lot of relationships. But some of those relationships aren't you know, the ones that are going to help me grow a business, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, totally. I totally get that. I mean, it's hard because we get, you know, everything that you read and you, you learn about like with online business is that, you know, you just, just be helpful, be helpful, be helpful. And, and then just, and then people will then, you know, come to you and then you put something out there and then they'll, you know, they'll want to buy it off you if they've, if they like you enough through the help that you've offered them. But are you, so you're finding now that it's a little bit that you do need a strategy behind it and you do need to actually at some point sort of go, okay, I, I got to make some sales now and you got to be a little bit ruthless with that. Oh, absolutely. And I, I'm going to share a story. I'm not going to name names because I'm not, I'm not about pointing fingers, but there's a one person that uh, I, I was, <laughs> yeah, I was learning from earlier this year that I really looked up to and really respected and I still do. Uh, and they were putting out a book, and I was excited about their book. So I really shared this book. I made sure people knew about this book. I talked about it on my podcast. I, you know, even uh, shared it on social media. And in one case, I brought this gentleman on to talk about the book. And then another time, I brought him on to talk about some of the other stuff they were working on, uh, just because I really liked what this person had to say. And I, I thought, hey, this is helpful. And, um, <sighs> This person came to me and said, hey, I'm trying to share the book and get on different podcast interviews. Is this something you could help me do? And what I did at the time was I went to a lot of podcasters and I used my connection with them as leverage for this person. I said, hey, I would encourage you to consider having this author on your show because I, I believe they're going to bring a lot of value to it. And I've had them on my show. This is the episode. You can go check it out and listen. Decide for yourself. And went through that process, and a lot of these podcasters had this person on their show, and you know, great episodes, and people were happy. And I was able to introduce this person to some folks like Chris Brogan, and and was able to help this person get on Entrepreneurial Fire. That's uh, John Lee Dumas's podcast. Uh, needless to say, that just just really you know made a genuine effort to help. Wow, and yeah. just recently, yeah, and and that that wasn't uh, getting paid or anything, Christina. That was you know a friend. Helping a friend, like I, I felt like that was a nice thing to do. If if I were in that person's shoes, I would want someone to help me in that on that level. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to do that for someone else. That was my mindset. And then just recently, this author uh, put out a webinar on how to create a six-figure book launch. And and it just it kind of <laughs> it kind of hit me. It was like you know, this person made six figures with their book launch and good for them. But here I am in a season where my business isn't making that kind of money. And I overwhelmingly generously gave this person, gave to this person, hooked them up big time. And while I'm happy for them that they had this success and had this progress, I was 
a little annoyed, Christina, mm-hmm. that here you are bragging. Uh, and again, this is going to sound uh, pity, uh, pitiful, and I don't mean it to be, but here this person is saying, hey, I've made this money off of a book launch. I can show you how to do that. And I'm thinking, how much of that you know, did it, was part of help that people generously hooked you up with you know, and, and here you are bragging about money when there's other people that helped you in that process and they didn't get anything. Yeah. You know, and, and, and so again, that's not intended to be mean or, or, um, uh, bitter, <laughs> but I noticed that and but I thought, like you know, they, that, it's like they took advantage of you. I, you know, and I, I don't even know that that was the intent, but that's the way it made me feel. And, and Christina, you know, this, if, if, if you're putting out things that are making people feel a certain way, I mean, that's that's potentially repelling people from your business or repelling people from helping you in the future. And I can honestly say, well, I uh, I don't have any regrets of helping this person. I'm not going to do that again. Mm. Like if, if if something else comes up, hey, buddy, pal, Jared, you know, you think we could do this? No, I'm going to gladly say no. <laughs> I won't think twice um, because of that. You know, I hear I know this person is capable of generating lots of income from what they do. And while I'm happy for them and I hope they do well, I, I can't continue to contribute to something that doesn't reciprocate on some level. If that, uh, you know, if that sounds mean, you can tweet me and Christina and chastise me and, and we'll have that conversation. My intent <laughs> is not to be, not to be the jerk, but I, it's just something that I've noticed. That's just one example, Christina. There's so many. And so now I'm, I'm in a point where it's pivoting. It's like, okay, be generous, be great, you know, be kind, treat people well, but also be very strategic and, um, you know, don't, don't, uh, make some of those same decisions this next year. I'm going to have to be a little more careful with that, a little more prudent. And that's not a bad thing. That's, that's <laughs> no, smart absolutely business. absolutely not. And Jared, I think it's, it's really refreshing to hear you actually, you know, a bit mad about something and go, oh, okay, <laughs> made that mistake. Shouldn't, you know, okay, I'll learn for next time. And that, that's the most important thing that you are learning for next time and you're learning <laughs> to say no to things because I know it can get difficult to, to say no. And I guess when you do have this reputation of being so helpful, you, you know, there will be people who, you know, take advantage of that. So I think. Well, my, uh, my, I have a family. I have uh, a four year old daughter. You've seen her pictures, Christina. I met her. And yeah, you've met her at, <laughs> at podcast yes. movement. I mean, she's my, my sweetheart. Yeah. So. When, when I'm working really hard, a lot, a lot of the things, uh, I guess what really drives me to do what I do is a big part of that is my family, right? Wanting to do what's best for them and be responsible with them, uh, to take care of them, love them. So when I see some of these situations come up that we've talked about and, and then I look at my daughter, that's, that's a sting. That's like, okay, it's not just me. You know, this is having an impact on my family. And so that right there. Is like okay, time to reset. <laughs> you know, time to time to rework what I'm so doing. Are you, are you going to be more strategic now about the connections that you do make? Because I know you're very good at connecting with people. Have the people that the type of people that you want to connect with, or the way that you go about connecting with them, is that going to be different from now having learnt what you've learnt and now wanting to be more strategic in terms of a business from a business point of view? I think I'll be a little more direct with people that aren't um, aren't looking to give back, and and so an example would be someone who's asking you questions constantly. Christina, I want to be a better speaker. I want to be a better interviewer. I want to get these guests, and then you can say to them, "Hey, uh, it's convenient that you're asking these questions because I actually have this class or I have this program, and you can sign up for that." 
And then they're like, oh, no, I just want to ask you a few questions. You know, th- those are the types of people that you're going to say, well, you know, I can't help you and you can go to this class to for me to help you. That's the best way for me to help you. And my, my, I have a friend, um, I think you know Kamanzi Constable. He's actually just joined yes, the podcast. Yes, and you wrote a book with him, He's right? A, <laughs> yeah, we, we've just sent it in to the editor or to the publisher. Oh, that's so exciting. But he's recently, yeah, he's recently joined the podcast. He's an editor for Goodman Project, right? He's a contributor for Huffington Post and entrepreneur and um, mind body green some really really big sites and and so he was talking about recently how he's going through some similar things he's got people that are hitting him up wanting free coaching and you know different things that he offers and he it's gotten so bad now that uh he's had to borrow uh, a strategy that chris brogan uses where chris brogan has a link it's a website i think it's called clarity and i don't remember the exact url for clarity but clarity allows you fn is it? Yeah, clarity.fm or F- fn. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, whatever. I'll find I it. Clarity. I'll find a link to it. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, it's a it's a site where people can schedule time with you, but they have to pay to do that. And it's I think it's primarily for coaches and consulting and things like that. And and so Chris Brogan, he's so cool. And he, I mean, the guy is is amazing. If you ask him for his time, he will never tell you no. <laughs> well, he may tell you no in some cases, but in most cases, he'll be like, hey, that's no problem. We just need to schedule it. Here's the link. And then you go click on the link, and it's like, oh, it cost me $500 for an hour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but he never said no, mm. right? So Kamanzi's had to adopt that. He's had to go and create that clarity page. And now for the people that continually come to him, he's like, hey, let's schedule it. And so that's one solution if uh, anyone's listening ever runs into that. And, and there might be some people out there that have other suggestions. They should uh, send an email to Christina or a tweet to us and throw in your ideas because, yeah, I'd be interested to hear what people have to you know have to say or what yeah. they think about and then, that. And it's, it's also for those people who, who say, oh, I'd love to meet for coffee, you know, love to pick your brain or whatever. <laughs> and, yeah, I think Clarity is gaining in popularity with that sort of thing. So have you, have you done many Clarity calls? I haven't, I haven't started using it okay. yet and I'm, I'm going to, I have a, a profile on there and my first thought was, Ooh, it'd be cool to get a couple of reviews. So I thought maybe I could just uh, have free calls with people and they could give me reviews. So for someone who doesn't know me, they go and look and say, okay, this person has, you know, credibility. There's several reviews on this page, but you can't do a review without someone purchasing a call with you. You can actually, so, well, you can send them a free call. You okay. Can, then I need to look. Yeah, you can actually, because I I signed up and I was like, oh, I need to get, I need to get some reviews as well, and you can actually create a link that allows someone to call you for free. So you can do that for your first few, and then get them to leave you a review. Okay. Yeah. Duly noted. Christina <laughs> saves the day. All right. So that's my intent is hopefully people listen to this a few months from now. I'll have a clarity page with uh, several reviews. <laughs> but that's something I don't have today, but okay. it's coming soon. Hey, we should have done this call through a clarity thing. But the, the, <laughs> but the quality but the quality is actually not great because you actually – it's a conference line that you call. So it's like a, tel- a telephone line. So you don't actually get, ironically enough, the same clarity as you get with Skype, but that's just one – but unfortunately, you just have to go through their system to do it. And it's a privacy thing too so that they don't get access to – your personal Skype or, or your personal phone number. So it's a, it's a good thing. It's a good way for, um, yeah, in demand people to be able to just chat with people and charge them, you know, $3 a minute. Well, 
Kamanzi, he's not necessarily – if he gets business through clarity, he's fine with that. He's not necessarily looking for that. He's basically looking for the polite way of, of rejecting someone <laughs> or saying no. So when you say, yes, let's schedule it, and you send them to a clarity link and they have to pay to, to do it, that's a nice way of saying, you know, pay me. It's a great, right? it's a great filter. Exactly. I want to actually we'll – just, I'll just pivot a little bit here because I, I do – you know, one thing that you're really great at is, like I said before, is connecting with people. And I want to talk about some of the people that you managed to get on your show because I think it's <laughs> that's something that I love to do. It's something that you love to do. So I just want to know, I mean, you've interviewed a number of really cool people. You've interviewed Seth Godin and Chris Brogan and Gary Vaynerchuk. Who was the most difficult person to get on your show? Wow. Uh I mean, I think the Seth Godin story is an interesting story. But first of all, before we talk about that, Christina, I think your strategy for getting guest interviews is the best I've ever seen. <laughs> and and I would gladly tell the world that if you're looking for good creative strategies to figure out how to get interviews, then you need to pay attention to how Christina Canners does it. Okay, that's out of the way. So what I did before I met you, Christina, and I didn't know, you know what you know. I tried different things, and I remember a quick story. When I was in high school, I was working at a summer camp, and there was this girl at the summer camp that received in the mail a rubber ball, and there was no box, no you know, packaging, just a rubber, big, bouncy ball that you'd see in a, you know, in a department store, in a in a toy section. And <laughs> so this big ball, and they had taken a sharpie marker and written a letter on the the ball. And I thought, that's an interesting idea. I'm going to test that sometime. And then fast forward uh, several years when I first started dating, my wife actually tried this. I was doing a business trip out in Arizona, and I found a ball at a local, I think it was a Target or Walmart. And I bought the ball, wrote with a Sharpie marker, took it to the post office, and I was able to mail it as is. And she got the ball. She loved it. She shared it with her friends and family. Big hit. And then when it was time to try to get an interview with Seth Godin, I knew, okay, everybody and their mom has asked Seth Godin for an interview or it felt that way. So I got to try to be a little bit different. And I, th- I immediately thought of the ball. I was like, okay, that's, that's something that I'm going to test. So I bought a yellow ball because that's consistent with his branding. It wrote a sincere letter of appreciation with a Sharpie marker on the ball. Um, no request. But I did put my website URL because I thought, worst case, the people who were handling the ball, the mail postal people, they have mobile devices. They look up websites too. So, so <laughs> you know, an, traffic's traffic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's tra- traffic's traffic, right? <laughs> so, you know, it downloads are downloads in the podcast world. So <laughs> I, I put my website on there and I mailed the ball. I had to do a little research to find his address. I think I found an address through being uh, on a mailing list of his. And I think at the bottom at one of the mailings, there was a a mailing address at the bottom of an email. And that's not uncommon uh, for if you're subscribed to list. Sometimes you can look at the bottom. You'll see some kind of mailing address associated to that particular business or person. And so I had found an address. I thought, okay, uh, obviously there's someone getting mail for Seth. It may not be him getting it, but someone's getting it. So I, I mailed the ball there and sure enough, he got it. And like a week later, he sends me an, an email and we had a little back and forth, two or three emails. And I asked him to do the interview and he was super generous and said yes. And that was at that point, that was the biggest win that I'd had in podcasting because I was trying to get a lot of guests, uh, really 
influential, what I call A-list influencer guests on the show. And I've changed my strategy a bit, Christina, so we can talk about that. But at the time, I thought that was the best way to go. And so that's how I was able to connect with Seth Godin was through a ball in the mail. And I can't guarantee that's going to work for everybody because I've sent balls to Sir Richard Branson. I've sent them to Mark Cuban. I've sent them to Oprah. You know, nada. So while it's nice, <laughs> it's a nice idea. It doesn't work for everybody. Yes, this is true. As well, I guess with, with those those sorts of people, they're they're gonna be receiving all sorts of weird stuff. So a ball's probably just standard fodder. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're like, ah, oh, this this peasant sending me a ball. I've seen that one already. <laughs> what? So you you mentioned that you you've changed your strategy. I do I do want to talk about that actually. What what is your strategy now? Because I I saw <laughs> well, that you're first... doing this. I'm, I see you're doing the stop chasing influences. Now, so is that is that part of it? You you stop. It, it is, it is. So, stop chasing influencers is a book that Kamanzi and I have written, and we we wrote this book not to bash people who are on top of the mountain in business, but more of a, a hopeful warning or a caution to people who are trying to grow their business. It's real easy to take the advice from Tony Robbins to look at what the big boys are doing and go, you know do it yourself or, or make it your own. And while that is smart in a lot of ways, uh, unfortunately, there's some people who get so focused on, hey, what is this company doing or what is this person doing that they're not actually spending time growing their own business. So while the book is not intended to uh, diss influencers, it's actually to encourage people to say, hey, instead of putting all your time and attention and resources into focusing on these uh, certain people, here are some strategies, here are some things that work, and you can use them, and you can become an influencer yourself. So with my podcast, when I launched it, I thought, hey, if I email these people, this is going to instantly grow me an audience and deferred you know, transfer of credibility and all these things. And while it was nice to have conversations with Seth Godin and Gary Vaynerchuk and uh, Guy Kawasaki and some of these other names, and I'm grateful for that, and I wouldn't trade that at all, I realize now that those people were generous to give their time, but they didn't share the episode. They had no interest in, uh, and nor should they, basically. I mean, it's not their job to grow my podcast audience or grow my business. That's up to me. So what I found now is having conversations with people that, that share good stories or uh, someone who is uh, wanting you to win. Those types of people are good people that I personally like to have on my show. So, Christina, you've been on my podcast and while you're not necessarily you're not necessarily on the Seth Godin level yet, uh it was a, it was an awesome episode and I got a lot out of it. I got a lot out of it. I got emails from people who listened to it. Um I mean it was I got tweets. I mean it was it is what it that is. Was it was super a great fun. Episode. It was really fun. <laughs> yeah. So what I yeah I'm finding that for me is the sweet spot is like okay let me just feature people that are are really doing awesome stuff and share their story and and over time I've done that now with a lot of different people and that's definitely created a stronger rapport between me and the guests and it's also uh, I think differentiated my show from a lot of other shows where where people are just focused on hey let me let me talk to the influencer person and again not a bad strategy but for me I've just realized that's not the way I want to continue to do my show. Yeah, I think, and a lot of people have that, have the attitude where they think, oh, if I just, you know, I just want to interview, you know, these influencers, these A-listers, and it's going to drive traffic, blah, blah, blah. And to a degree that I think that is true, 
But what I've been finding is that it's the same people being interviewed over and over again. And that, you know, once, once you've heard, you know, a couple of interviews with the same person, it's sort of, you've sort of heard what they, you know, they, they share the same stories. And, and really, if you want to dive in deeper, you can just read their book or whatever. And that's going to, that's going to get you, <laughs> get you there. That's so well said. I think yeah. there are people now who are more into interviewing just, just interesting people that they find, not necessarily well knowns. And, you know, I think it's cool because what I find with people, because I've been doing some consulting with with podcasters and talking to them about what's holding them back from re- reaching out to certain people, and a lot of people are afraid that they're going to stuff up the interview with this famous person, and that's just going to, you know, mess them up forever. And they actually get really nervous about <laughs> it. And I think, you know, interviewing people who aren't super famous, it'll actually make for a more enjoyable interview for you because you're just going to be more comfortable at the end because because you're not trying to impress them as much. So. Oh, Christina, the, the first time I interviewed Guy Kawasaki, and he's going to be on the show again, by the way, so this will be the third, oh, cool. the third time that he's been on the show. Um, but the first time was a train wreck, absolute train wreck. I was supposed to co-host with this other lady. She didn't get me the questions. She was supposed to create questions on her end. I had my questions. She had hers. She didn't show up to the interview because she had Skype problems because she wasn't willing to test it ahead of time. And and then it was just me and Kai. And I was like, oh, no, this is exactly what I didn't want to happen. And all those worst nightmares and fears that you just described were playing out for me. (laughs) You're you're like, we're playing blank. You're like, we're playing blank versus blank for 30 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, on a Skype call with with Guy Kawasaki. So I I had, you know, six questions or whatever. All right, Guy, let's do this. So we we, I, I did the best I could. And, and at the end, I'm like, okay, uh, <laughs> you know, I, is there anything? I think I, I just didn't know what to do. So I was like, is there anything I haven't asked you, you know, that you think I should ask you? Cause I've heard Andrew Warner from Mixergy do that and he does it flawlessly, but I didn't have such a, a stealth approach. Um, it wasn't as polished when I asked Guy. And I think Guy was like, no, man, we're good. Thank you. And then he hung up. <laughs> I was like, oh, man disaster but that's uh, my encouragement to anyone tweeting that one (laughs) yeah my encouragement (laughs) is post edit right i mean you can always clean stuff up with editing and you'd be surprised how you can make something that you thought was terrible sound reasonable in post edit you could even you could even here's a here's a sneaky tip for people you can even re-record yourself asking a really intelligent question (laughs) and then get them to (laughs) that's a good strategy have have their answer come in i like that yeah, and no, no one will ever know. So yeah, post edit is your buddy. But to, again, back to your point, if you do have conversations with people who are emerging, who have experience, they are more likely to help you. They're more likely to share it. They're f- honored and and thankful to be featured, right? Oh, absolutely. And, and, and so it's just a it's just something that you should consider sprinkling in if you're doing interviews and or, or that's a part of your networking and growing your community. I mean, it's. Yeah, you feature people who are emerging, they appreciate it more, and they become, you know, someone that says, man, I just love Christina Cantor's. And when you got a lot of people saying, I just love Christina Cantor's, people listen to that. So. <laughs> and then every now and again, you get one, you get Guy Kawasaki or you get one of your Gary Vaynerchuks on, you know, send them a funny video, get them on your show, and man. boom, you boom. get a nice boost of traffic for <laughs> that week, and you expose a whole lot more people to your podcast. So. Oh, no doubt. And then people say, hey, Christina knows what she's doing. Otherwise, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk wouldn't take time to talk to her. (laughs) For sure. 
<laughs> All right. Well, on that note, Jared, I think um I I think we should be let's wrap <laughs> wrap this up. <laughs> I don't want to take up too much of your time because I know you've got a lot of things going on at the moment. Just um, what- it, it's all good. I'm not going to send you a clarity link. So it's all good. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I'll send you a free clarity call. Yay! Free clarity calls. Yeah. So what? Even just better. just one last question. I know you've got a lot going on at the moment. What are you? What are you most excited about at the moment out of all your different projects? Well, there there are a lot of different projects. I would say the book that you mentioned earlier is very exciting because I'm not a traditionally published author, and this book has the opportunity to be a traditionally published book. For right now, I'd say the book is really exciting. Uh, the Business Podcaster Summit, you know, there, there's several things that are going on that pump me up. So, Christina Cantor's podcast, that pumps oh, me up. Oh, yeah. That's going to be coming out soon, too. Actually, if you're listening <laughs> to this, it's already out. So, yeah. there you go. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to subscribe to that for sure. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, Jared, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. I'm so glad that we could do this because, you know, we've known each other for. Uh, Christina, now. before we go, I, I'm going to say this. I, I wouldn't bet on uh, many people, but I would bet on you. I think you've got what it takes. I love your strategy. I love the way you handle yourself. So I'm excited for you. Best wishes to you. Yeah, anything you need within, you know, if I can help you out within reason, I'm going to have to be happy because <laughs> I, I want to see you win. I really do. I think more people need to know about Christina Cantor's. I know you do, and I really appreciate your support. You've just been absolutely amazing. You've been so wonderful. Thanks so much, Jared, and I'll see you soon. Keep on being awesome. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks again to Jared Easley for being my wonderful guest this week. If you want to check out the video that I made for him, as well as his book and all the other cool things that we talked about, just head over to the show notes at thecmethod.com slash Jared. And that brings us to the end of episode five. Of course, this week... My ukulele song just had to be Take It Easy by the Eagles, as that is a song that I played for Jared. Well, a song that I spoofed in my video for Jared. So I hope you enjoy. My name's Christina Cantors, and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. Music